0: Grandpa said he didn't preach in it, so he, or he didn't plow in it, so he wasn't going to preach in it. Amen. <laughs> I tell you what, do turn with me over to. Uh, we're just going to try to follow the Holy Ghost this morning. I got too much to preach. I've got I could preach all day on what I got. Just to be honest with you, I went back over so much, and I've always wanted. I've always read the Christmas story. I've always wanted to read the Easter story, but. I don't think God's going to let me do it that way today. I'm going to touch on a few things. I had the opportunity in 1995, in the last of March, 1st of April, to go to Israel. And to see where my Lord and Savior was born. Where he lived his 33 and a third years. And and I got to go walk the walk that he walked his last day that he lived. I got to go to the upper room and see where they sit in the upper room. You know, the Bible talks about, Jesus said, unless I allowed you to, you couldn't take my life. He said, but I'll tell you this, I'm going to lay it down. I want you to think about when they were over there in the garden. I may not even get to read no scripture. I don't know. They were in the garden of Gethsemane and Jesus said, Listen, man, they just got through partaking the Lord's Supper. Him and his closest friends had had their last supper. And he said, This is it. They were in out and he said, Will you pray with me? I know the disciples didn't have a clue what was fixing to happen. What was fixing to go on. But... I guess what I've had on my mind this morning is how there was three worlds touched by Christ dying. Heaven was touched, hell was touched, and earth was touched. And I don't know why the Holy Ghost gave me that. I was sitting there, and I had a whole message written down, and, and I was just fixing to get up from the table, and, and that thought came on my mind, how there's three worlds touched. But they were in the garden against me, you know and, As we walked, one of the first places after we walked down the hill in Jerusalem, one of the first places we went to, we saw the olive trees that were 2,000 years old. They said those olive trees were probably here in this garden when Jesus prayed. Then they took me right back to a rock. They said this was probably where Jesus was praying. The Bible said that his sweat became as great drops of blood. Why? Because he was fixing to suffer the cruelest death that had ever been suffered. He was fixing to take my sins on his back. He was going to take your sins. on Every sin that's ever been committed in this world, he was fixing to nail to that cross. was fixing to be nailed to that cross with for you and I. And he asked his disciples, just pray with me. Three times, he had to finally go back and say, come on. It's, It's over with. Come on. Then you get over here to verse to chapter 26 of Matthew. Turn with me, chapter 26 of Matthew. And they had come out and they'd taken my Lord, the soldiers. Chapter 26. I'll tell you what let's do. Go to 27. Let's start with verse 1 of 27. I'm just going to read a little bit there. If I read all this, y'all, I'll have you here all day long. Chapter 27 and verse 1. The Bible says, when the morning was come, all the chief priests and others of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. When they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. I want you to think about this. Just the day before Jesus came into town, they were waving palm branches saying, "Hosanna!" Amen. They were worshiping and praising Jesus. And I want you to think about this. For three years, Jesus had been there in the town and there in and out, healing one person after the other, okay? Verse 3, then Judas, which had betrayed him. You know, I told you that heaven was touched. I want you to think about heaven. I want you to think about how heaven felt when God went to Jesus. And listen, folks, I believe Jesus came to die for me. But you know the main reason I think Jesus came and died, Brother Danny? I think because his father asked him to die. You know if my daddy asked me if I could do something, I would go and I'd break my back doing it. But I can just imagine when God went to him and said, Son, you're the only one that can die for their sins. You're the only one that can go be the perfect sacrifice for their sins so they can come be with us one day. And I believe because his father asked him to. He said, okay, that's why when they were in the garden and he was praying and he was begging God, please just let this cup pass for me. They were fixing to beat him with a cat of nine tails 39 times it had bone, it had glass in it. And they took and they beat him with 39 legs for me. They said those 39 licks, you know when we call people up and we pray over them, they say there's 39 diseases in this world. And they say every one of those licks he took was for the disease that he heals us of. But I want you to think about how heaven felt when Jesus announced that he was going to come. Can you imagine the angels and all those? No, not the golden child. I sat in the hell Cutler a while ago, as they sang a song. And I thought, God, how did you do it? I helped my baby, and I said, God, how did you send your only son to die for somebody like me? he done it, brother, because there was no other way it could happen. See, that 4,000 years the way through the Old Testament, those old saints of God, amen, they'd been living for God and they'd been dying, they'd been getting the animals out and sacrificing them for their sins. And God kept telling them 300 and something times in the Old Testament, there's a Messiah coming. Amen. Well, heaven was touched that day because they didn't want to lose their, they didn't want, Jesus was, amen, their Savior too, amen. He was the golden child, Amen. But he said, I'll go. So heaven was affected in a mighty, mighty way because they knew that we're fixing to have to see Jesus suffer and die. But hell was so affected in a mighty, mighty way. And I've heard preachers preach it, and I believe it. I believe the devil really thought he was about to win, Ryan. I believe Satan thought he just about had this thing done with and over, it was all going to be done. That he was going to defeat him this time. He had done, touched the heart of Judas, one of his disciples, and he said, listen, they won't kill Jesus. They're just going to punish him a little bit and turn him loose. He's not done nothing to be murdered or anything. I believe that. And did you know Judas, one the disciples, he carried the purse for all the disciples. I don't know if you knew that. But he kept the money. I had read in history the word he had spent some of that money, and he needed to repay that money. He needed that money to be found by the disciples so it wouldn't be counted as gone. And when the devil touched his heart. See, if you remember the scripture, it said, who was the devil from the beginning? Talking about Judas. Well, Satan had dealt with him, and Satan had dealt with him. He went to the soldiers, or went to them, and they said, right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come get him. So Judas thought it was all going to be okay. And see, if I read on in this scripture, which I ain't going to, I'm just going to tell you about it. If I read on in scripture, it'd tell you where Judas came back when he seen they beat him, and they were going to crucify him. And he said, no, that's not what I meant. He said it wasn't supposed to be this way. And he cast that 30 pieces of sibrams and said, no, please don't kill him. He is my friend. But see, folks, that's how it affected hell. And that's how hell affected somebody that had walked and run with Jesus for three years. That's how hell and Satan can affect you this morning. I'm going to tell you something here in a little bit. I'm going to give an invitation and I'm going to ask you to come get in this altar and pray. And the Holy Ghost of God's going to be saying, Yes, you need to be the first and just go on down there. And you're going to stand there and you're going to say, No. I don't know these people. I'm not doing that. And God's going to say, Oh, all you've got to do is pray. All you've got to do is just talk to me. Just to ask. The Holy Ghost has been here all morning long, touching hearts and touching lives. But hell was touched. That day. I can imagine when Jesus said, it's finished. Uh, Don't devil underseam. Yeah, Yeah, we've won! Yeah, Yeah, I defeated Christ. It's all over now. That Bible won't stand true. Then the earth started shaking. Everything got dark. Satan knew he had messed up. The Bible says in this chapter that the graves burst open. They were dead people up walking around. Satan knew then he had truly been defeated that God had tricked him. You know the Bible goes on through. Jesus went to hell and he preached to the saints. I can just say with well, Moses. Elijah. Whew, I can just see him with all the saints of God that had lived for him all these years and had worshipped and praised him all these years. And Jesus said, Me and it's over. I've died for you. Now you can come be with me. For three and four thousand years, some of them had been waiting in the center of the earth, waiting for that Messiah. Hell was touched in a mighty way. But not only was hell touched, but folks, earth was so touched. That's why we're here. That's why we're here right now. That's why these kids got up and they danced. Amen. And the Holy Ghost all over these little kids. Amen. That's why they were worried. He's risen. Well, because he is risen in their hearts and they know that he lives, that he truly, truly lives this morning. That he's alive. And because he's alive, we can live again too. Any time I told you, it wouldn't matter if it's not a heaven. If I could just live this life, Brother Dennis, this is an awesome life. There's nothing like being able to come in here and feel the Holy Ghost to, all over me. Amen. There's nothing like coming in here and listening to angels sing. Amen. It's Ryan right. And Marcella done that song. Oh, what a blessing. Amen. As it showed the crucifixion of my Lord and Savior, what a blessing. Then upon the first day of the week, <laughs> it says in all four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I, amen. About, chapter, about verse 6 of three of the books, it says, he's not here. <laughs> they went looking for him, but he wasn't there. Why was he not? Because he had risen. Just like he said he would, he had risen. That tomb was empty. I went to the tomb, Brother Rayburn, that day. Let me tell you all this. After I went to the Garden of Gethsemane that day, I got down on that rock and I prayed and I cried and I prayed. And our our tour guide said, I want to take you all to the first place they took Jesus that day, to the house of Caiaphas. I want to tell you about this house of Caiaphas. They were all cousins, brothers, brother-in-laws. There were almost a 100 people there. Where They took Jesus before they took him to Pilate, okay? They took him to that house, Brother Rayburn. And they'd beat him and smote on him. Amen. They'd plucked the beard or his whiskers out of his face. They took him there, and they false accused him. Amen. And they asked him, said, are you God? He never did answer that, but that was the only thing they could do to get him. Amen? This man says he's our God. This man says he's our Lord. Amen? But they took him to the house of Caiaphas. It was all planned. God had it all planned out perfect. And as I walked there, we left the house of Caiaphas, and then we went to the tomb. We went to where he was crucified, and then we went to the tomb. We went in there, and we sung. Because he lives first. I stood in that tomb. (laughs) And I thought, it's empty. We all just cried and praised God. Just had an awesome time. Shouted all over that tomb. It was a borrowed tomb. They even took and put a rock in front of it, and they put soldiers to guard it. Because they said they'll steal him. They'll act like he arose. They didn't have to act like it, did they? <laughs> Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! My Savior is real today, church. And because he came and he suffered, and he suffered the most cruel death on Calvary's cross, amen, it touched heaven. It touched hell, and it's touched this earth. And I want to tell you something else. It's fixing to touch you. If you're here and you've never been touched by Jesus, you've done been touched this morning sitting here. You may be feeling something you've never felt before in your heart. You've done this and you've done that. You've been up, but you've never felt the Holy Ghost of God like you are right now, Ryan. Y'all go ahead and get ready to sing. The Holy Ghost of God has been dealing with you all morning long, and saying you just need to draw. Maybe you're here and you've been saved. Maybe you've been washed in the blood, but it's been years since you've thanked Jesus. It's been years since Amen. You've talked to Him at all. It's time. He said, "Draw nigh to Me, and I'll draw nigh to you." He said, if you deny me, what's he going to do? He said, I'll deny you before my Father which is in heaven. I'm just going to everybody to stand. And I, I want everybody sitting in here under the sound of my voice to please not let pride send you to hell today. Pride has sent so many people to hell Luke chapter 16, the rich man in Lazarus, I believe the rich man, if he could stand back there at those doors or if he could just stand right here for three seconds, he'd cry out, Lord, please forgive me. Lord, please. And God's given every one of you a chance. We've seen two ladies, had not we, Miss Jenny, come to this church that wasn't saved. One of them was Miss Jeannie's sister. I was just about to have the closing prayer, and she come walking right around these chairs here. She fell down in this altar, and I asked her, she said, I've never been saved. She gave her life to Jesus, and how long was it, sister, the next week? They found her dead, 60-something-year-old. But she was saved. She was saved. She got saved. God gave her a last warning. God said, this is it. One day, just across the crossing over there in a new home in Rhonda when we were 21, God spoke to my heart and said, Tiff, this is it. He gave me my last opportunity. I fell on my face in that living room, and I got right with God. We had another lady that came and sat right over here. She done the uh, fruit stand or the uh, vegetable stand down here at Flat Rock. She came, and she came, and she gave her life to Jesus. We were preparing a dinner, what, the next Sunday? We all wondered what happened to her. She was going to cook. She, oh, she was so thrilled. She had passed away. Folks, we don't know. I'm not telling you that to scare you. I'm telling you that to say don't have pride. Get pride out of your way and trust Jesus and the Holy Ghost to God this morning and come get in this altar and get things right. Today is the day of salvation. Ryan, y'all get ready to sing. Every head bow never I eye go just for a moment, please. I know it don't never go like I plan it, but it's like the Holy Ghost plans it. I wanted to read a bunch of scripture. I didn't read much. Amen, but I'm going to tell you something, folks. God is wanting to shake your life this morning. God is wanting to shake your life up. He's wanting you to walk in divine favor. He's wanting you to lay down tonight, knowing in your heart that if you die, you will be with Him in heaven. That's the question I always ask. I don't ask, are you a Christian? I don't ask if you've been saved. I ask if you died today. If you take your last breath right now, Would you go to heaven? And when we know that church, we're ready. Amen. God knows every heart and every life in here. And he's speaking to every heart and every life in here. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for what I feel. Oh, God, this is such a special day. But, Lord, every day special to walk with you and to be in your presence. It's special, Lord to feel the Holy Ghost of God. Lord, it's special this morning, and I thank you for it. Lord, I know that you've touched every heart and every life that's here. I just pray, have your will and your way, and move on each and every individual. As they sing a verse of song, I pray, have your way. In Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. As they sing, would you come?